Welcome to Shi'ar Jashub, featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Today, Pastor Greg will be continuing a sermon in the Heavenly Authority series. The current focus is on the office of the evangelist. Let's rejoin the service at Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle. Next, let us look at Timothy. Um, we've seen how Timothy will ultimately be an apostle, right? We saw how he was charged to teach when we study the teachers, and we'll speak about that more in a few minutes. Let's look at 2 Timothy. We read part of this before, but let's look at it again now in understanding the evangelist. 2 Timothy chapter 4, Paul writes, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, he's speaking to Timothy here, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. So this is a serious call, right? What he's going to tell Timothy now is very serious. They've known each other for years. Timothy's like a son to him. It's so serious that he says, I charge you, therefore, before God, and the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. He says what? Preach the word. Preach the word. That word there we've seen before for preach is keruso. Keruso, it means to herald, to proclaim. You have these two words for preaching. The word that we get evangelist from, and the word caruso, to herald, to proclaim. Proclaim, preach the word, lagos. That's what he's charged with. I charge you, proclaim the word, herald the word. The evangelist is one that goes out as a herald, that goes out before, that's sent out into the nations where there are unbelievers, to open the door to the gospel by proclaiming the Lagos, heralding the word of God to those who have never heard it before. And many times it's far away like missionary work, but many times it's near like Philip and Caesarea to those many, many unbelievers in that important seaport city. Be ready in season and out of season. And this is really true for all the gifts, all the offices, I should say, for all the offices of the Holy Spirit. It's very easy to perform your office in season, when everything is going well, when everyone speaks well of you, when it seems like there is no barrier between earth and heaven, when the Spirit is poured out without limit, when people are falling down and proclaiming Christ and miracles are happening in abundance, in season, it is very easy to perform whatever office God has called you to, though many still won't do what they're supposed to do, even at that time. But it's very hard out of season, when there seems to be a thick barrier between earth and heaven, when people just don't want to hear the gospel, when you could prove all the reasonableness of what the scriptures say and their ears are heavy and their eyes are closed and to be a Christian is to be ridiculed and looked down upon and 
to be looked at as though something is wrong with you, you're insane. That's out of season. But you don't stop then. That's when the valuable work is done. That is when faith is really tested. If it's pure as gold, whether it's just hay and stubble, that'll be burnt up. Out of season. I charge you, you preach, you herald that word in season and out of season. You'll get a million Bible teachers and a million evangelists in season, but you may not find one out of season because everyone just kind of falls away. Everyone gets weak in their faith. Everyone gets caught up in their lives, their own lives. Many will actually turn from Christ out of season. You preach, Timothy, be ready in season and out of season. And then he gives him a description of his duties. In the New King James, he says, convince, rebuke, exhort. Convince, rebuke, exhort. The New International Version will say, correct, rebuke, encourage. Okay, let's take the first word. The first word there in the Greek that is translated convince here and in the NIV, correct, means to, in the Greek, convict, confute, refute, admonish, reprove, which is like to scold or correct. When you reprove someone, you scold them, you correct them, usually gently or with kindly intent. Um, there's a suggestion of putting the convicted person to shame, as in convicting of sin. Convince them of their sin. Correct them of what they've done wrong. And there's a, there's a, a type of gentleness to this reproving as the evangelist goes out and needs to convince them, correct them, that they're wrong. Why? Because from the beginning of this gospel, you have the message, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And if you can't convict or convince somebody that life apart from Christ and the life that people live their own way is wrong, that is sinful, you have no hope of having real salvation come to them in Jesus Christ. You might get a lot of people to walk up in an evangelistic crusade to accept Jesus to go to heaven. A lot of people want that. You may have a lot of them run up in a healing crusade to get healed. Everybody wants that. But not a lot of people want to hear that what they've lived in their lives is wrong. And if they don't want to hear that, they'll never understand salvation because if Jesus is just a ticket to heaven or a way for my body to be healed, but he is not my savior, as in I'm going to hell apart from him because I'm a sinner, if he's not my savior and Lord, where is salvation? Salvation in Jesus Christ can only be understood if the person is convinced, is corrected from the wrongs which mean they need a savior. So convince them, correct them, reprove them, admonish them, refute, confute, convict. Then the second word there is, is translated rebuke in both the New King James and the New International Version. And that's a little stronger. That's to criticize sharply. In other words, if you can't convince them, rebuke them, charge them. It means to tax upon, to admonish, to forbid, as the Lord 
rebuked the evil spirits, right? There's, there's no weakness in that word there. It's a powerful word to charge, to a judge, to pronounce judiciously, to rule. It's stronger than just reprove and convince. So convince them, rebuke them. And then the last word is exhort, which in the NIV is translated encourage. And that word there should sound familiar to you. It's parak aleo, related to the word that we get paraclete from. And that means to call near, to invite or entreat or beseech or to comfort, to call one near to one side, to call one to one's aid. And hence the Holy Spirit is the paraclete, the helper, call to one side, to comfort, to exhort, to beseech, to urge strongly. It looks towards the future for the help needed for the future, to beseech them now to do what is right for the future. If you convict them what was wrong in the past, you need to encourage, exhort them to do what is right in the future. You did what was wrong, turn around and now go with the Lord Jesus Christ. Walk with him, let him save you that you're now turning toward God and you're on the straight path of the Lord to urge them strongly. So the evangelist must correct and convince the people of sin. Sometimes he's got to rebuke them strongly and he has to encourage them and comfort them and urge them to pursue the right course of conduct in the future. Preach the word, herald the Lagos. Be ready in season, out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with what? All long suffering. That word there is translated in other versions. Great patience, great patience. Long suffering, great patience. It takes a lot of patience to deal with unsaved people, to bring them in. Long-suffering. Sometimes you won't see the results for many years. Great patience and what? And teaching. That's why we, we touched on this section when we studied the teacher. And we said how Timothy was charged with teaching also. Long-suffering and teaching. That word teaching, didache. You study that, right? Teaching, instruction, doctrine. The truth of God. There is an overlap here of the office of the evangelist with teaching. Good teaching, sound doctrine, is important to correct preaching. Let me say that again. Sound doctrine, good, solid, biblical teaching, instruction, is critical to correct preaching. Now, maybe the teacher, the person called to the office of the teacher, may have more details, might be more knowledgeable in the original languages, might have a better grasp of all the details of the events in the Bible, the teacher, the scribe. But if the preacher, the evangelist, doesn't have a sound basis in teaching, know the truths of the Scripture, the true teachings of God, if they know just this much, and they go out preaching. Now, they may be able to do a lot with this much because God has given them a gift of preaching, but the refrigerator only has a little food in it. 
and they only have a little food to feed the people? Answers to very important Christian questions, and people can go off on tangents, and the further they get away, the more in jeopardy they are. So a lot of people say, well, I have the gift of preaching. I don't need to be concerned with all those details. Well, you don't have to be a scholar. There are scholars that you can read. There are teachers, biblical teachers, that you can trust and read and study, but you still have to study. Being able to have the gift to preach is not necessarily enough. The evangelist must also be a bit of a teacher, right? He says to him, with all long-suffering and teaching. The real evangelist, the person like Philip, like Timothy, will be a bit of a teacher. He has to be. Because after he's told the people being saved in Jesus Christ, they're going to have a lot of what? Questions. And beyond the healings, the miracles that are done, beyond the proclamation of the gospel which is anointed, they are set in a position that Naturally speaking, people are going to ask them questions and they need to understand the true and good teaching of Jesus Christ. Current sermons are live streamed on YouTube every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Join us for in-depth Bible messages by Pastor Greg and Associate Pastor Francis David for a celebration of the Lord's Supper and for prayer and conversation by Pastor Greg and myself. You can search YouTube for the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle channel, or you can use the link on our church website at shi'arjeshub.org. The programs are then posted on YouTube and rumble.com for 24-7 access.